to to replicate the same in simulations of robotics. How do you see the results done so far in simulations of robotics, or same to real? If, if that's mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean that obviously is a super hot topic right now. Yeah. Um, and. And again, I, I would say the same thing. I think it's great that people try different things. Um, I think it's great that people believe that we can train everything in simulation and it will transfer to the real world. We should try that. I'm I'm 100% in favor. Now, if you ask me whether I would want to spend my time on this, I would probably be a little bit more hesitant. Why? I think that the simulations that we have will never really match the real world. And they don't have to, right? If, as long as they actually contain those aspects of the real world that are relevant to the problem that you want to solve. Yeah. So you, you can imagine a simulator that is perfectly suited for solving a particular task. But in order to know what that simulator actually needs to simulate, so which phenomena of the real world are necessary to simulate to solve the problem, you have to solve the problem first, mm -hmm. right? And so once you've solved the problem, I don't need simulation anymore. So I think the, the answer to really solving interesting problems in robotics is to understand the real world. And once you understand the real world, you know, to, to encode that in simulation in such a way that it really doesn't get distracted is difficult, very, very difficult. So in a way, you could view this as as, a, as the race between the people that want to study the problem in the real world and the people that want to study the simulation. And we'll see who makes more progress in what particular area. Mm -hmm. Having said that, I still think that there is great value in simulation. Mm -hmm. Now, simulation can have uh, the value of uh, just allowing you to debug your code. That's a very trivial value. Um, but simulation... You can also use it, for example, to pre-train a system. Right? You you can you can give your learning agent a simulator to try out different options, so that it can select from those the ones that are that, that is most likely to succeed. Mm -hmm. And then you only need an approximation. You you only need to rule out things, rather than um, creating the right solution. Right? That's an interesting distinction. Can you rule out options? In simulation, I think that's much easier than trying to train the right solution. So that's another option that you have. Another option would be that you that you try to extract some structure that is contained in your simulation and also relevant to the real world. So you could use it as kind of a curriculum learning. You first learn this in this simulator, then you learn that in this other simulator, and then finally you graduate to the real world, which is different from domain randomization, I would like to add. Mm -hmm. So so I think sim to real is a, is a difficult topic. Yeah. Um, I, I, like I said, I think it's great that people are trying that. My feeling is that especially when you look at, for example, manipulation, um, the the physical complexity of, of, of manipulation, of transitioning contact states, is relatively high because you have a hybrid system. A discrete change can really affect the, the dynamics of your whole system. To simulate that accurately, I think, is very difficult. So, but yeah, yeah. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just to, uh, to highlight in, in Robocant, it's OpenAI. I don't know if you, what you with what they have done so far. You can just. Oh, now this is getting 
tricky. <clears throat> yeah, OpenAI. Uh, you know, they 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 first showed the uh, the cube rotating inside the hand. Yeah. They just they just released the Rubik's cube. Exactly. Being, being solved inside the hand. Now. Obviously, these this is great research. These are very impressive results. I would like to see that actually generalize. So, so the, the generalization that they did, as far as yeah. I could tell, was that they had like you know uh, different disturbances. You know, they had like some rubber bands around mm. the fingers. They had uh, a soft toy interact with Rubik's cube as a disturbance. But but that is sort of showing the robustness to disturbance, which. I believe, to a large, large extent, is a consequence of the physical system in any case, exactly. no matter whether you train it by, uh, yeah. by deep learning or not. What I would like to see is all these thousands, if not millions, of GPU hours leading to something that actually transfers between tasks. Um, and so, so I kind of, I'm cautiously skeptical mm. of, of the actual relevance um, to robotics of these demonstrations. Hmm. This, this could be a long discussion, right? Where, yeah. where we really look at the details of the paper, look at uh, the, the information that's available hmm. in the papers and in the videos. And, and I, you know, a question that I have is, is you know, we, we talked about science and, hmm. and for example, having replicatable experiments. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I wonder, is this actually replicatable by anybody in the world right now? Uh-huh. And, and, and so, you know, is this, what, what can we do? What can we learn from this? How can the field extract something from it that we can build on? It seems to me that that really depends on having many, many engineers maintain the, the shadow hand, having access to incredible amounts of computation. Yeah. And so to me, it's difficult to judge to what degree this is a super, super sophisticated, really impressive demo mm-hmm. or actually real fundamental progress in manipulation. Oh. I don't know.